Boom. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Morning. How's everyone doing today? There it is. We got Very good. We got a great show for you guys today. We got musical artist and producer Fifi Rog. Fifi, welcome. We also have... Uh, hello, hello. <laughs> we, yeah, there's quite a few of us, so I don't know when. I'll, yeah, thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, and with Fifi there, we, we have musical artist, composer, co-founder, man, man of many trades, uh, Nifty Music. That's uh, Milo Lombardi, a.k.a. Nifty Sachs. Uh, and I apologize, Nifty Sachs. Nifty Sachs, welcome. How are you today? I'm very good. Thank you for having us. Yeah. Now you guys are you guys are out of Italy, is that right? So it's it's gotta yeah. be what? Just after six in the yeah. evening. Yeah, six PM. Yeah. Uh, excellent. Well, guys, thank you for coming in today. Um you know, we uh, the the, the uh, project that you guys are doing. There's been a lot of hype around it. You guys have had uh, one heck of a uh, uh, run with this. Uh, the the music NFT drop for uh, it was the other side album for that uh, by Fifi Wrong. That was actually last Sunday. You guys have a release going on tomorrow, actually. And, well, depending on where you are. But uh, we'll be, uh, guys, we'll be talking about that in a little bit. Uh, as per the norm, what we're going to do is we are going to go through the Bitcoin chart, uh, get your takes on it if you have any. And uh, then we're going to be talking a little bit about the, well, the USDC unpeg. Um, Bronze, how are you today? Is that, uh, that news yeah. getting you down? Uh, just a little bit, uh, you know, of course there's some concerns, uh, but yeah, hopefully it'll, it'll turn back around. Um, yeah. you know, you know, thanks, uh, you know, for Nifty, Saks and Fifi, um, that's a little, little bright spot right there. Uh, I, I was in Italy be- right before COVID, uh, it was, yeah, early 2020, February. I oh, love, nice. love Italy, Rome. Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, just yeah, I can't wait to get uh, to start talking about your project. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, guys, uh, what we'll do is we're just going to go ahead and get right into the chart. We'll just kind of briefly take a look at it, see what it's doing right at the very moment. So, let me pull that up here. Um, what we're what we have up here. Let me know that you guys can see that. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, what we're looking at here is just four-hour charts. Uh, this is what kind of downward trend that uh, Bitcoin has kind of been following. If we kind of blow this out a little bit, bring it to a daily, um, we'll see that there was there was that downturn, and uh, it was actually pretty mighty of a downturn ever since FTX. But mm-hmm. um, there's been a bit of a bright spot over the past uh, call it past month or two. See that uptrend, and of course, seems like every time we uh, we have some kind of momentum, there's something to try and bring us down just a little bit. But uh, Bronze, what do you think? Are we going to go ahead and continue on on this downtrend, or are uh, this USDC thing going to blow over and get us in the right direction? The, the way I see it is the the cause and effect um, with. USDC going down with these couple of these banks collapsing. Uh, I mean, that's why Bitcoin was b- born, uh, right? Like back in 2008 uh, with, with the collapse. Um, with, with, with this, with, with this little downturn, I, I think I, the there's, there's a little bit of pump going on with with Bitcoin, and 
uh, Ethereum coming from this. So uh, I am, eh, I don't want to say, eh, I mean, I'm still you know, positive, saying positive, but yeah, it's definitely this is not a really a good look. Um, but yeah, it's, it's just all these terms of events of like the U.S. economy having um, the Fed rates going up, which caused these banks to collapse. You know, and the reason why the, the Fed's race was going up is to try to help fight inflation. So there's a, there's some catch-22. And this is why it's even more uh, important to um, to have uh, crypto, uh, you know, Ethereum and Bitcoin and all these other ones, um, you know, it's the hedge for, you know, it's it's so it's unsafe to really to, to have everything, all your 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 money in, in a bank. So, um yeah, this is this is what it, it all comes down to. Um, you know, Bitcoin was born, and now we have NFTs and everything in the, in, in the crypto technology. Um, yeah, because we, we really don't we can't really uh, depend on them. So, um, yeah, this is not financial advice. This is just my opinion. And uh, yeah, so I, uh, what what do you guys think, uh, Sax, Fifi? How do you feel about all this? Um, well, yeah, I, I also I don't know too much about the market. I mean, I generally have a, a positive attitude towards uh, where the market is going because, I mean, so far in the past, like, years, it's it's been an upward trend. I tend to zoom out a lot. Uh, it's, uh, it's, it's, yeah, so I think it, it, it's, uh, it requires patience, this, this kind of, uh, this kind of market where we're in. And uh, I, yeah, I'm, pretty positive so uh, we we release our our music on on ethereum in general and uh, also ethereum has been pretty pretty stable of course uh, now it's a bear market for for everyone but uh, there are so many things built on ethereum and so many people also invested in bitcoin that i i in generally i'm pretty safe with with those two i don't i don't know about the other coins but again i say i'm not I'm not a big financial guy. I just make music and, uh, you know, but, but that's my, yeah, that's my, my feeling. What, what do you think, Fifi? Um, it's interesting because uh, I actually, before NFT, I started uh, day trading and drawing these charts. And, you know, I was uh, <laughs> spending all my time. It was like my biggest passion, you know, from 2020. I went really deep into it. Uh, so, you know, that's the Binance chart is like a very familiar to me. And also I have a big uh, chunk of our portfolio in USDC, unfortunately, and it's frozen right now. Uh, but, you know, having been in uh, crypto NFT for, for a few years, um, I've learned to, uh, you know, calm down and just have like some emotional maturity. And apparently that's the most important thing because when you day trade or midterm trade, like the anxiety goes up and down quite, quite heavily. But what NFT uh, it did for me was uh, it helped me to zoom out. So I have like a bird's eye view. And uh, right now during the bear market, you know, like uh, most of my altcoins are, you know, in a uh, hibernation. So <laughs> I just don't think about it. Right. So with the USDC uh, situation, I just have to hope for the best. And uh, with the crypto, what can you do? Like there's no certainty anywhere, like with the fiat or with anything in the uh, the bigger economic uh, climate right now, where should you put your money? That yeah. is a big question. So we have to just diversify. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. You know, uh, you know. Actually, just a just a few follow ups to this. So, Milo, you had uh, you had indicated that uh, your 
you kind of focused on Ethereum. Let me ask you, why did you not focus in on any other blockchain, whether that be Binance or Polygon or Avalanche? Yeah, well, <clears throat> I do like um, L2s. Like, uh, I, I recently have been interested in Arbitrum and Optimism as well. Uh, I, I, I'm not a big fan of Polygon, uh, but uh, in general, the, the answer is that we are on Ethereum because that's where the money is. Like we, In the end, we make music and we want to be able to sell it, so it doesn't really make too much sense for us to sell it in a place where there's no liquidity. So we go where there's the biggest liquidity. And then if, I mean, I, I, I want Ethereum to do well, but if Ethereum were to go to zero, I'm not going to go down with the ship like, oh, I believe in Ethereum. I, I still, I just, I want to make music. I, I, that's what I do. So we're, we're going to keep going where the, the, the money is, where people seem to be buying music. Yeah. And also when, where it's <clears throat> kind of doable. Because, for example, I looked into Bitcoin ordinals, but that's very, <laughs> it's still very early for that. And I don't, I don't know if we are ready to, to switch uh, to that, I actually I would I would love to hear what you guys think about the ordinals. But yeah. first, uh, Fifi, you. Yeah, just to add one thing you didn't mention, actually you already implied uh, is the artist community is the most mature um, and developed in. Uh, Ethereum, Ethereum yeah. community mm -hmm. uh, so far. Yeah. If you look at uh, so, I, I like Solana, Solana I like uh, Cardano, uh, but their artist community is not quite as. Uh, just developed, I would say, you know, uh, what Nifty said is you follow the money where the liquidity is and where the collector is. And that's where the artists are. So that's where we are uh, so far. Of course, we sometimes dabble into other like a polygon and stuff like that. But from my experience, there hasn't been a lot of uh, uh, kind of like a predictability. And also with the market goes up and down, we can only right now rely on uh, Bitcoin and Ethereum during the bear market anyway. Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I think uh, Bronze and I both agree. I mean, yeah. the, the Ethereum market is much more mature than the rest of the the chains. And if you are going to mass produce anything, or even even if it's just scarcity, the, block, the Ethereum blockchain is the place to be. More than ninety eight percent of all projects are still on that chain, and. Yeah. You know, it, it is the most common. And when you do take a look at all of the artists and all the NFTs, you know, going all the way back, it, and that's where the majority of them still reside. So, uh, you know, I think that what you guys, your thought process is very sound. I don't think that Ethereum is going to go to zero, but, um, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think it's just, you know, it, it's just too big to fail at this point. And it's, yeah. it's an unstoppable juggernaut. Uh, and you do need that chain to kind of, uh, piggyback off of or, or leapfrog to the, to the next level. But, um, the, uh, you know, Phoebe, you had said that you've been in crypto since 2020 and, you know, just to kind of keep it positive here. Uh, when you take a look at the charts and you were to kind of pivot to that 2020 spot uh, back in, depending on when you got in, uh, it was still riding out around, you know, 3,800 was its low. I mean, when you take a look at even where it's at right now, um, you know, th that's mm -hmm. leaps and bounds. Uh, it's almost 7x. Uh, but yeah, I think that it's important to keep that into focus. Yeah, we had one heck of a ride up, um, but yeah. uh, you know, yeah, and it was definitely a ride down. But if you kept holding and you remained positive and you didn't check the charts, 
every minute of every day, you may still be, <laughs> you know, in a very good position. So, you know, what, what, let me ask you, Fifi, what's, what's your trick to not? You said uh, you, you focus on NFTs. It kind of allows you to step back a little bit, maybe slow down, focus on something else in the space. Uh, how did you get started doing that? Oh, I got wrecked uh, seriously, uh, emotionally uh, as well. So 2021 May, there was a big crash. Right. Uh, giving you the black background, I was uh, probably waking up five times a night checking the chart. Like you said, I was like uh, very conditioned to uh, listen to, you know, watching experts doing charts and uh, seeing where things are going all the time and the impulsive buy and sell, that kind of stuff. So I was so into it. Um, on the way up, that's not good, right? So as soon as you like focus in micro trading, that becomes really dangerous. So when the crash happened, so everything I had uh, became half its value. And uh, so I was in a place where should I sell and like lose that 20% and 10% so I have liquidity to catch the bottom, right? That's the ultimate di dilemma for everybody. Or should I just hold to the bottom and wait for it to come up? So I was like in between of, uh, you know, the, these two places. And I literally had my knee, I, I remember my knees were shaking and I had this uh, weekend of uh, show to, to record and I was out of my body. And I realized this, uh, how, what it was taking from me, like my life wasn't mine anymore. It was, I was so caught up in this, uh, in this fall. Uh, it wasn't just about money. So I was seriously burned emotionally. So I kind of like uh, took a step back and thinking, I can't let this affect me in this way. Uh, so when I it's almost like when your heart gets broken once, it doesn't get broken the same because it makes you stronger. So emotionally, the same thing wouldn't do the same, uh, do have the same effect on me. So I stopped doing all the charts and the, you know chasing it every day, and I started to get into the NFT community. And once I got in there and I, uh, you know, uh, got some perspective, I just thought, okay, mid to long term now, especially during. That time I was like getting, we were just met at that time. Um, so my focus, my energy started to shift into NFT. Um, and that was still the bull run. I think the community was very booming at the time. Uh, it was the beginning of music uh, NFT community uh, in on, on Twitter. So that was my focus. Um, yeah, I think that's how I got myself pulled out from that. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I, I know Bronze and I, we uh, we actually work together uh, for a healthcare company. We we talk a lot about this on the downtime, and yeah, those you could usually tell when it's a bad when it's a bad day or a bad night because mm -hmm. you just see in each other's faces when you're walking <laughs> the door. And uh, yeah, checking the charts multiple times a night, it's that emotional pull that it has on you. And it's one thing I feel like the community overall kind of suffers with. And, uh, but it, it's also one of those things that you have to live and learn and kind of get through. As you say, the heart only you know, breaks once, you know, hopefully you mend and learn from that. Um, so, you know, yeah. Rods, what do you think? Uh, how many times did you yeah. check it last night? <laughs> uh, I checked a, a, a couple times. Uh, yeah. When I woke up this morning, I'm like, oh, dang, it's down. Uh, but just like Fifi, 
you know, I felt like I, I've uh, matured, you know, as an investor, like I, my emotions are, are more in check as before. Uh, and I, I'm thinking all these new investors, you know, that that's came in a couple of years ago, hopefully they all become matured as well. And uh, yeah, it's man. When I was listening to you, Fifi, I was just getting flashbacks too. Cause you know, I, I think a lot of us were, were in the same boat and um, yeah. So now, you know, I, I kind of understand the game better. I think most of these, hopefully most people understand the, the game mm-hmm. better and uh, yeah. And you, yeah, you definitely can't be, you know, really emotional about, about this thing. And um, yeah. So I think once, once you realize it, you see the matrix then you can move forward and and you know basically maneuver, right? So, um, yeah, yeah. Well, good points, guys. Um, let's get into the well, man. I, I, this news portion I feel is just it's a bit of a doubter, and uh, anyone that's watching this probably knows exactly what we're going to be talking about here. Uh, so we're talking about the DPEG of USDC, and um, you know, kind of a big deal of the past. You know, call it 24 hours plus. And basically, what we have here is um, the DPEG overall. Now, this this is for those of you who don't know, USDC is supposed to remain stable, supposed to be right around the dollar mark. So, for it to drop significantly, even a cent is a lot uh, when you're talking about a stable coin. Right now, it was, or at least when I last checked, it was running around 90 cents. I think it dipped down to about 87 cents, uh, but what we're starting to see is that the exchanges are basically pausing, and uh, some of us, even right now on on the uh, on the podcast with us, do own some of it, and uh, it's you can't do anything with it if you do hold it right now. It's probably a good thing because if people start to panic and people start to sell, uh, that could just make things worse, and then we're back where we were for Luna. So. Uh, one of those things, uh, Bronze. What, what's your thoughts on this? Is this uh, is this a big deal? Do you think this is temporary? Uh, I mean, I certainly hope it's temporary. Like you said, uh, you know, put put the pause on. Uh, I'm looking at at it right now, and it looks like it's going back up a little bit. I mean, when I first woke up, it was like ninety ninety one cents, and it's it's suddenly go back going back up to uh, ninety three. It's at ninety three right now, mm-hmm. and yeah, so. Yeah, I I hope it, it it fixes you know um, by 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 Monday. Yeah, but we'll, we'll have yeah. to wait and see. Yeah, let me see if I can pull up a chart on this. Um, but yeah, at actually ninety three cents is that's good news. That's yeah. great news because um, the direction that we were heading uh, was was definitely not uh, what we what we needed. And it seems to me as though, and let me just pull this up here, seems to me that the exchanges had the right idea. By putting the pause on it, so that we didn't feel that uh, feel that continue downward spiral on it. Uh, let me just see. Let me know that you guys can see this, okay? Yeah. Um, you know, it's funny because when you take a look at the chart, I'm going to have to change this to, to hourly. Um, you see how steady it is, right? And I'm actually going to bring this down to minutes. But you see how steady this is, and and, and you can go way back. You just keep going way back. It's steady. And then you see this big dip. 
And this is this is really the fear. Now we'll talk to uh, we'll talk to the folks who are buying this. See what the heck this little red line here is all about. But that uh, that's a correction uh, of of the chart. It did not dip down to thirty three cents, folks. But uh, you can see here this upwards swing now that's starting for a correction. So hopefully it gets pegged back to the dollar. Zach, Fifi, what are your thoughts on this? You think that this is uh, big news? You feel like there's a correction coming? Is it going to get back to dollar? You know, what are your thoughts? Yes, yeah, that, that's hard to tell. What what I saw is uh, definitely the gas on Ethereum is has spiked up quite a bit because apparently a lot of people tried to to pull out fast. And I saw also some story like, for example, a person tried lost two million dollars because they they set the slippage wrong on a, on a on a decentralized exchange so they 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 were trading two million usdc they wow. got five cents back no. that was Ooh. terrible like one of the worst things that i've seen in a while yeah so uh, people were definitely panicking that's yeah. that's the real panic story yeah. like when you when you mm-hmm. try to do things in a rush so mm-hmm. if i have any advice because as I said, I'm not an expert. It's like, I would say, don't panic. And if you're yeah. doing a transaction, make sure that you're paying attention and you're, you triple check slippers and addresses and everything because uh, mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it doesn't serve you positively to, to panic. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I don't know. I hope it's going to go back. I, I personally believe that it will. What do you think, Vivi? I hope so because, uh, a lo- you know, a big proportion of my portfolio is in this. So seeing this a little bit green coming back, I'm actually feeling more relieved. Um, mm-hmm. But what can you do, really? Uh, by the time I discover uh, NFT told me about this news, uh, my crypto.com wallet, it was already, you know, it's, uh, I was not allowed to pull anything, do anything. So I just, uh, okay, so there's nothing I can do about it. Let's just hope for the best. That's my attitude anyway. Yeah. You know, if I lose that money and plus my heart's broken, that's just really not worth it. So, you know, if I lose the money, I lose the money. At least I'm calm. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. Got the right idea. You know, um, you just kind of, and certainly this is one of those days where it maybe it's just at this point you can't trade it. So step away from the computer, step away from the phone, put yeah. the phone down. And if you're picking up the phone, look at something else uh, because month come Monday when the banks reopen, you know, hopefully this thing will have corrected itself. And uh, you know, we'd like you say, we hope for the best. That's, that's all we can do. So yeah, I don't well, want to control it anyway. <laughs> well, that's it. That's right. So, I mean, most of this is out of our control. So um, it's just it's not worth the stress. But I understand it's also hard to control that stressor at times as well. Yeah. But uh, I don't want to spend too much time on this. In fact, we're going to go ahead and stop talking about it altogether. <laughs> we do want to definitely talk about what uh, what's going on with your project and, uh, you know, but maybe we just reel it back just a little bit because, you know, you guys, uh, you guys have been together now for a while, uh, both, uh, you know, cre- as far as creating this. But why don't you tell us a little bit more about yourselves and really kind of how you met? Yeah. 
So where do we start? Uh, Maybe you say how you came into <coughs> NFT yeah. and uh, I'll chime in on the time, when around time I arrived. <laughs> because he arrived, he's like a mentor to me. Uh, he arrived probably six months before me into the community. So he was the first person, one of the very first people sold out collection um, mm. of music NFT. Mm. And he's an instrumentalist. So I think he can talk about that. And that's why he's got like the first mover advantage <laughs> and the learning audio alpha to teach us uh, but then I came in quite relatively uh, soon as well and at that time there wasn't so much of a music community per se we were just blending ourselves into the art community the zen's not enough for music people so yeah we can start yeah. from uh, his history and then I'll go yeah so for me I I came in I, I started to look into NFTs at the end of 2020 it was uh, December and I, I saw some movements I, I i was completely removed from from everything uh, like i wasn't really trading I, I didn't own any bitcoin or ethereum but i saw that some people were trading uh, crypto punks and it started to to be a considerable amount of money um which at the time it was a lot of money right now it would be nothing that i think i think they were trading crypto punks for like i don't know fifteen thousand dollars which is uh, very very cheap um, but at the time, people were freaking out. Why are people paying so much for these JPEGs? And so that got me curious. Whenever there's this uh, uh, dissonance between the, the, the public and something that is happening, it makes me curious. That's definitely something to investigate. So I, I looked into it and I, I thought it was kind of cool, but it didn't really apply to me. So I thought maybe I can try to apply it to what I do because I was out of a job because I was making live music. That was my business. I didn't do anything else. So since the, the 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 pandemic, I wasn't I wasn't allowed to play live anymore. So I, I had a lot of time on my hands, and so I I, I started to yeah started to create music NFTs. And at the time, it was not really a thing. When I was talking about collectible music or music NFTs, a lot of people were confused. Like, what is it? How can you collect music? For some reason, it, it sounded like a weird idea at the time to a lot of people. Um, so it was a little bit difficult, but uh, I I felt like I was at the beginning of something really big for the first time in my life, like a new internet. And so I, I had to go really full on. I, I jumped in with, with both feet and, and, and I... I just did that every day, every single day. Since I, I minted my first NFT in March twenty uh, first of twenty twenty one, and I I created a collection of a hundred saxophone pieces. I released one every day, and I got a bunch of artists also involved to do the cover arts. And uh, yeah, that that showed me that there was some promise. I wasn't really making any money the first six months. I was just. <coughs> doing it basically as a passion project but as I said I had all the time in the world because I didn't have anything else to do so yeah I did that and I in the meantime I was working uh, with with a friend on a, a music NFT platform because I realized there was none and so I thought well here's another thing I could be the first in and um, and then that music NFT platform actually turned into a music NFT agency because I but at the time we realized like the marketplace was not really something that we could build just two people and so we we switched to to an agency model when when i had my big drop nifty sax fears which sold out very fast it was one of the first uh, music nft 
that had uh, a blind mint and, and, and collectability with a rarity structure and everything and with my own custom contract. And so when that went really well, I, I decided to try to, to show it to other musicians because I knew that the biggest thing was onboarding new musicians. It didn't make sense for me to just be successful by myself if more people were not coming in. So uh, together with, uh, with my co-founder, Robin, we, we, yeah, we, we started to, to do just that. With Nifty Music, we created big collections with artists that wanted to come in and they wanted to create NFTs, but they didn't know how to do it. So we have, had gained a lot of expertise in the past year and uh, we knew how to, how to package a project, basically, to make it palatable to, collect, to collectors because it, just releasing something as an NFT doesn't mean that you're going to sell it. You have to put it in a way that is attractive. And it's just like packaging a product, and like, in, like in Web2. They just have to make it interesting and appealing otherwise people just walk by and they don't they don't get it so that's what we did we created the moonshot with violetta Cironi, which was a massive success then with love letters with josh savage and um ray isla's rocks with uh, ray isla and then uh, the latest project is uh, the, the floor drops that uh, fifi was the first artist to to test but anyway fifi came in before before all of that so let's let's go okay. to so I think so. that's really good because uh, what he has given is a brief uh, timeline. So I will peg my history to his timeline. So you you know, like uh, around when. And then today I just realized that we actually minted our first NFTs around the same time. It's March 2021. Mm. The difference is that he was doing it properly. <laughs> I just minted and I left it there because I didn't know anything. I didn't come to the community or anything. So my background is that I, um, during the pandemic, because my first degree is in economics. So I have like this interest, like a re kind of like a born interest in looking at the economy. Uh, so during pandemic, I started to, you know, to see what's going on. Like this is like a knock on effect of the whole economy is going into a, you know, certain, a certain place. So I got interested in crypto. So I was doing a crypto. Um, I bought some altcoins in 2020 and uh, one of the coins that like a 30x. Uh, in, and then that really got my attention because now I have some liquidity to play around and I got addicted, as I mentioned earlier. And during following all these like uh, big YouTubers and talking uh, like uh, doing charts and stuff, you can't avoid uh, knowing about NFT. So once I got my head into this NFT everybody's talking about, I was like determined to come into NFT, but I didn't know how. So I minted my NFT and I got my assistant to do a lot of bunch of research of articles and all that. So I followed a bunch of people, but I didn't really enter NFT until I got into the spaces uh, on Twitter and the meeting and connecting with other people. And if this uh, was one of the, the first music NFT people that I got connected to and now uh, I can pack to the whole onboarding thing he was talking about because in 2021 the most important thing was onboarding because we had to connect with other musicians to form a community because what I noticed when I arrived at uh, Twitter I realized I meet musicians all the time 
but everybody thought they were the only people existed in the field, but that's not true. So what I did essentially was like I, I was going around spaces and then telling people, hey, you're a musician, you're a musician, come to our spaces and, you know, we're going to do this thing. So by the time we did uh, started in September 2021, mm -hmm. we started to do this music uh, NFT mastermind. So I actually just went there to learn because I asked him a whole bunch of questions and he was telling me, I was like, why are you telling me? Like, this is a waste of uh, your breath, right? Just telling me, like, let's do a space. And actually he suggested that we're going to do a space. So we've been doing space for one year and a half and we're still doing it. So tomorrow's review party for my latest drop um, is our regular NFT music uh, kind of like a uh, educational space it's just uh, we have like an event going on that's the review party but usually yeah we started to onboard people around that time but things have evolved through 2022 and 23 and then right now in this year during the bear market we realized sustainability is the key word really is what we focus on with with a new model um and did i uh um, I, think I think I think that's probably the brief history. I've been in the space for quite a while in NFT time. Like I would say, you know, it's uh, kind of I'm a grandma, uh, you know, according to the, <laughs> you know the, the the up and downs. Um, but I didn't do a big, big project uh, during the onboarding phases. Mm -hmm. I was here to learn mainly, and uh, Nifty Sachs has a very strategic mind that he is really good at planning things. So when he was saying, you know, packaging stuff, it's not just packaging. It's really diving deep into the mechanism of NFT and understanding the uh like the capability like how where how far can you take the gamification how do you go into the psychology of uh, a collector or a group of collector so with experience and knowledge and then you know his inclination of like a designing a, like a whole a game you know that's why he's kind of like the leading force in the music nft uh space i would say mm -hmm. so yeah so fast forward to now i feel like this project was the first is the first one i'm launching properly uh with my web3 career before i was just kind of like in two worlds because i already have a career in web2 and uh, by the time during the time i came into nft i was doing a really big crowdfunding campaign um in web2 and i managed to bring in the two worlds of people web2 and web3 supporters and also the perks so I was giving away uh, NFTs, uh, different rarities of NFTs to, to bundle them up with my different tiers of uh, pledges. And uh, that way I onboarded a lot of my fans as well. Uh, so I was kind of like busy with that. And then now here we are, we're, we are on the floor drop. If you're interested, we can talk more about floor drop. Yeah, absolutely. You know, uh, I think it's interesting, though, uh, you, if you are a grandma, then then Milo uh, Nifty Sacks must be like father time, because when, when you take a look at where it was in 2020 and where it is now, um, you know, you kind of spoke about uh, the singular voices where, you know, everyone thought that they were very unique. I can tell you that the space still views if they even are aware music nfts as the next big thing mm -hmm. most of the time and, and a lot of people that i speak to they don't even understand it 
They, mm-hmm. uh, you, you spoke to, you know, NFTs in general. Now they're saying, okay, okay, I get NFTs, but it's images, right? It's, it's just this image. And, you know, then now you have like NFT utilities and so on and so forth. And the complexity starts to add up. Uh, but music, getting into music, it's, it's that next thing. And, uh, it's, it's interesting to see this. It's interesting because now you have a group that is now screaming. And, and you guys are screaming this. People are starting to hear it. So, um, you know, I, I, th- I love it. I love it. Bronze, any thoughts on any of that? Um, yeah, I mean, uh, wonderful story. I, I mean, yeah, I really want to get to dive in, um, you know, with, with, the, with the floor drops. Because, I mean, yeah, like, you, like John said, it, it's NFT music is the next bit you know, big thing. Um, you know, I've been to the end I've been doing NFT gaming. I'm thinking, you know, that is also another, another big, t- big thing. Um, is I, I know a little bit of audible audible, uh, you know, partnered up with TikTok. Um, I mean, it, it is big because music, I mean, there's so much, so many music lovers. I know we were talking about emotions earlier about crypto, but music, hits those emotional notes within us right it it, you know there's scientific where it it changes the body chemistry you know it changes your mood um you know when people go to work they they they, you know they listen to music and you know they have that up upbeat so i'm i'm very interested in in knowing more and because i you know i'm like the main consumer right uh i i use spotify i use apple music um i have this um i subscribe to xm radio so everywhere mm-hmm. I go, I'm, I'm, I mean, I have my YouTube on my phone that's, you know, I, I paid a premium so I can just look up. Yeah, I'm listening to music all the time. And uh, so I want to know, like, how if, if I buy an NFT, you know, like your NFT, how do I play it? Um, you know, it, I mean, there's there's some NFTs I hear, some music NFTs, if you own a part of it. Like I heard Rihanna, like you can buy Rihanna's uh music you're part owner and you get some residual income i mean i'm wondering if you guys have any of those mechanics or you know, mm. things like that so yeah, yeah no i think uh oh sorry no no, no i'm done yeah <laughs> yeah that, that what you said I, I wanted to to piggyback on that because i i think like right now it, it's still so early as you said for music mm. nfts and we don't even most people don't understand the like the, the the impact that this is going to have because for example sometimes i listen to music that i was listening to when i was a teenager and it really brings me back and and the idea of like owning a piece of it it's just it would be incredible it's like i i have this piece like i can always go back and and you know like it's it's something that it's part of my history and it's an asset that i actually have and I can pass it down to my to my children, or maybe I can I can sell it. If so, I I think that the impact of music NFTs w- will really resonate like 15 years from now, and and it's it's very it, it it's I think it's going to be very powerful, and it has a lot of potential also in the short term to to bring a lot of people in because maybe not everyone buys art in their regular day-to-day life. But as you said, a lot of people like yourself are listening to music every single day. It's something that everyone does. So it it has a lot of potential. And uh, in general, we don't really, we don't really add uh, web two royalties to our web three NFTs because it's, it's usually so small, the, the percentage 
like I know it's, it sounds cool, but it's a little bit gimmicky to be honest. Like the the idea of owning like a percent of a percent of something that maybe will make some money on Spotify because the Web two system really doesn't work to generate income for artists. It mm-hmm. it has never worked. It, it, it let's say it's an experiment that has kind of failed. Most artists make money with with merch, with touring, and whatever other else thing they do. So. Streaming is not something that we rely on. So actually, we believe that music should be free to to listen. You know, everyone should be able to access our music. That's how we think we think about it for free. But then, if you want to own a piece of it, then you can. You can buy it at a price that we consider fair. So it's in the, in this case, it's a fair exchange. I give you my music for free, and out of billions of people maybe that that potentially listen to it for free maybe someone will want to support it and and they will support it at the price that we set and not spotify or other people set so that's that's why we don't mm-hmm. add uh this those kind of utilities we add a lot of other stuff maybe mm-hmm. with with our with some of our nfts with nifty music also we add access to the artists for example which is something that can be done also in web 2 like you you can do it on bandcamp you can do mm-hmm. it on on patreon but we add it, of course, because we think that that is cool. People appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Um, but in general, the utilities that, that we offer are are more, uh, yeah, are, are based around the, the the NFT itself and not other stuff that ha- that happens mm-hmm. with the music in Web two. Um, just because, also in in terms of money, it would be such little money to split the a percentage of the revenue among like a thousand people it's 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 really more of a gimmick than, than anything else that's that's the way we see yeah. it at least mm, just no. a tiny point to add on the rihanna example it makes total sense for her yeah. because there's one rihanna one drake yeah. one beyonce yeah. but we're talking about millions like tens of millions of other artists mm. how do they make an income I mean, what kind of utilities would make sense for them to offer Right. So I think it works for superstar if they do offer a piece of the royalty. I think that's very attractive, but it doesn't really work for 99.9% of other people. And because the the income uh, from the royalty is so small, um, if you're just looking at the mechanism of NFT itself, it actually gives you much more rewards. For example, uh, the floor drop, we sell a minimum, it's a wholesale model of a five and already like a Several people from the people uh, mm. from already recoup their money by selling several out of the five, and they get their one or two NFT for free. Yeah. For example, right? Mm. That is in itself already a great way to you know to uh, get incentivized. And uh, another thing I really want to touch upon is just to give an over, overview uh, on the music community. Why is it so niche? Because Texan Well and yourself, like you uh, mentioned. W- why most people don't understand it or they, you know, it remains so small. It's actually a good thing uh, because, um, because most people come to NFT for the money. Because it's a yeah. fun, NFT is a token, right? It's just a non-fungible token. It's a part of the crypto uh, ecosystem. So most people come here for to flip, and they don't have really a lot of emotional attachment to the community. Mostly, um, you know, like money is the most incentive. Uh, incentive. Uh, that's why I come here, right? But with music, that is very interesting. Firstly, of course, it's harder to understand. Uh, you know, it has different layers of the rights. Some people don't understand if I get a music NFT, do I own some of the mm. rights? That's big, uh, one of the biggest questions. But then under the, underneath all this is that 
I choose people to get my NFTs, and we all do the same, is that people like me. People like my vibe. People like my music first. So not only you understand NFT, I actually select the people who like the music as well. And then that takes time. That takes one person at a time. And compared to uh, a Web2 kind of a fan building, it's the same process because PFP is a smaller ask than music. Because for you to listen to my music, you need to go somewhere, mm. listen, take time or whatever. That is a longer, especially with current people's uh, attention span, you know, it's a bigger ask for people to actually get into the zone to listen to someone's music. Um, so the community building part is slower, but stronger because mm. artists, we, we, you know, like this is our life. We don't really uh, do this and earn a bunch of money and leave. No, we make art for the, uh, we make music for the music's sake. So it's a smaller, slower growing, but definitely a stronger community. That's the main difference between the visual and then the music NFTs. And also when it comes to utility side, you mentioned, I actually come from the very, uh, you know, the independent artist uh, type of uh, uh, background before NFT, before Web3. That means the utility was my game. It's just the utility is the Web3 name. Uh, we, we used to call it a benefits or we call it perks or exclusivity, right? So basically, we are looking at uh, this, this NF people who collect my NFTs as a VIP club. Basically, it's a Patreon type of model, and I have every uh, what's that like exclusive access that I can I can offer. For example, I can write a song with you. I can write a song for you. I can do a private concert. I can have a Zoom and a private kind of like you know catch up or you know there's just so many things because uh, an artist would make a lot of songs and some are behind the scene demos and all that kind of stuff. So. Independent artists tend to offer something like that, accessibility and also our art. Or some people coach, uh, you know, how to run a career or how mm. to, you know, do stuff. So there's so many things you can you can you can attach to with the NFT. Yeah. And yeah. it can be ongoing. That's the beautiful yeah, thing yeah, about it. Like yeah. you can keep adding utility to your NFTs. Like if mm. you want to say, hey, the people that hold these certain tokens now are gonna get this. So there's gonna be a snapshot in two weeks time and whatever so if you don't want this you can sell it to someone else who does but if you do that's great you hold the token and it's it's all certified on the blockchain so it makes this kind of stuff very easy and uh, so as we said you can do most of these things on patreon as well it's just that the blockchain allows for things to be trustless to be more more general and 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 just smoother like right now the user experience is still in the early days but but it eventually it's going to be so much better than than web2 because of the blockchain because of all the things that we can do and we can add to to the tokens and like there's so many so many things that we we can think of even like right now maybe we're not even imagining things that are possible but when you have these uh, these addresses on the blockchain you can really start to deliver things maybe two years from now and you decide that you want to add all kinds of other utilities maybe you want to drop some some tokens maybe you're going to have you're going to have your own artist token and you want to airdrop it to your current holders like the the, the options are, are limitless and that's why it's so exciting for us as artists because we can also especially if you have a bit of a entrepreneurial spirit you can really go wild with what you 
want to offer to your community and, and we, even with a small community mm. you can actually make a living which is also beautiful yeah you can see it as a one layer of your stream income stream so as a like if you look at an artist's uh, career and uh, just overall web three and web two um you can think of a crowdfunding campaign as a main pillar uh, selling your merchandise right like uh, selling your music and then you have subscription model and then now you have the web three uh nft uh, using mm. NFT crowdfund <clears throat> to build your Web3 crowd. That is one very, very major and important uh, income stream now if you choose to maintain your Web2 career. Uh, however, a lot of artists are starting off from Web3. That works too. Mm. So yeah. I guess our function is to tell people different perspective yeah. and they're helping people, uh, helping other artists to build their career and how to navigate between cross uh Web 2 to Web 3, this bridge. Yeah, sorry, we get excited yeah. to talk about 10, yeah. 10 minutes. About yeah. Well, no, and, and, you know, listen, we get it, right? Because this is where your passion is. And, uh, you know, how could you not get excited about it? I think that's, I think, though, overall, you, you really set the tone for the, the future of it. And, you know, you do have the reveal tomorrow. I don't yeah. want to talk too much about what the rarities are specifically but maybe we could touch a little bit on how you thought about the rarities um, you know without without kind of you know giving us too much because with the reveal coming with within less than 24 hours or yeah i think it may be actually yeah about yeah 23 hours yeah the reveal is happening so yeah i can talk a little bit about the the dynamics of of the floor drops Mm -hmm. so this was um it, it was basically trying to solve some problems that, that we had last year. We, we did this big drops where we, generate, we generated hundreds of ETH for both the artists and the community. Um, but it, it came at, at great cost also, like in, in terms of time investment from the artist uh, and, and, and a bunch of other things. So trying to solve these issues... Uh, we, we thought about a, a dynamic where uh, basically the artist wouldn't have to find a, like a thousand people to sell their NFTs. They wouldn't have to go door to door to sell each single NFT. And so we, the first thing we said, okay, we're going to have a, a pack of NFTs. You have to buy a minimum of five. So it's, it's a wholesale models. And then, and then the, the collectors become the retailers. So then they can sell at a slightly higher price but it, it, they, they, we don't have to necessarily tell the artist, hey, you have to keep pumping this, this project and let, you know, take the floor 10x and then 100x and this and that. Because we started at such a low price. Every NFT is 0.01 ETH. That's very affordable these days. That's $15. Most people that want to support an artist can spend that much. And so we, yeah, we, we, we decided to, to have a, a, a small supply of these NFTs so they would maintain their value. And uh, ideally, people that buy one at 0.01, maybe they can sell one at 0.015 or 0.02, like it's been happening already for, for some people that there have already been some people that basically now have a free NFT because they bought five, they spent 0.05, but they made already maybe 0.06 by selling four. So they have basically a free NFT. And we, we like that. It's just a little bit more sustainable. And this is a, a, a model for, for singles. So you release just a single. So at the end of, of the year, maybe you, 
you had maybe four or five singles, you can release the whole album, give it away for free to people that supported you uh, throughout the, the whole way, and then maybe onboard new collectors that want the whole album. So, and, and the rarity structure is, uh, is built like this. So Floor Drops is the name, is a, is a name that means a few things. So it literally means that the artist drops their floor price to 0 0.01, which uh, is very attractive for some artists because maybe their floor price is 0.2, maybe or 0 0.3. Some, some artists have really, really expensive pieces and there's nothing available that is cheaper than that. So this is a way for everyone to jump in and the people that are really close to the artist, they can finally get some pieces of uh, of, of of the artist's music, and um, and then it, it's also called floor drops because the art is literally a vinyl on the floor, and there are many different rooms, many different uh, layers of, of of rarity and then Easter eggs and little things like that that we take care of. So the rarity structure is something that we take a lot of pride in because we. In our drops, that's what people really came to appreciate about our drops, that they're, they're very well structured and very, very tradable. There's a lot of gamification in, in, uh, in, in the trading of, of the different trades. And so that is all built into the floor drops and, and developed by, by Nifty Music. The artist doesn't really have to think too much about it except what to attach to each uh, rarity layer. For example, I can say already there's a, like because we we have seen we have shown this there's a, a floor that is like in a bank vault with a bunch of gold bricks and gold bars so that is a pretty rare one and uh, the artist can choose to attach any kind of utility to that one then there's also a version that has a bunch of diamonds sprinkled around the the vinyl then there, there, there's uh, many others that I won't go into because we didn't share them yet but uh, but yeah there are several layers and uh, so on now on 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 many secondary marketplaces you can actually see the the, the rarity structure you, you get a little number for example on open you know exactly how rare the piece is so now after reveal people can actually go and, and hunt down the the pieces that they want um, so yeah i don't know maybe that's a, a general introduction no yeah no and i think that uh, you got to have those rarities right it gives it it gives it that value uh yeah. when you when you you talked about uh earlier fifi about releasing your initial one you're just kind of releasing it right and it was just trying to get it out there i feel like having that rarity structure is important uh for the nft space i think you guys are definitely doing it right now the 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 reveal is tomorrow so you say it's within 23 hours yeah. Um, where where are you guys doing that? Is that on Twitter or? Yeah, it's on a Twitter space that we have. I think it's pinned to Fifi's profile. Uh, the pinned tweet has the link to the Twitter space. So yeah, we, we will hang out for about an hour. The space starts at 11 a.m. Eastern time. And then at 12, uh, we will start the reveal. So everyone can go and refresh their metadata and they will see what they got, which is also something that is so exciting. Myself included, when I buy an NFT, I'm always, I don't know, I love unwrapping things. I love it. And it, feels like, yeah. <laughs> it feels like Christmas every time. And now everybody's a whale because they have at least five NFTs and they get to see, oh, let's see if I got a rare one. It's just, it's so exciting. There's something yeah. to it. It's much better than just buying something and knowing exactly what you get. It's just, it's, it's a very human emotion. But uh, yeah, it's, it's something yeah. that uh, it's good to have. I, I really, really, I really like that all the time. I like yeah, instant yeah. gratification. 
<laughs> absolutely. No, absolutely. Yeah. And I can tell you, I picked up uh, more than just a few of these. Um, and we're actually going to be giving one away here at the end. Oh, nice. uh, oh. So um, just to entice folks to come on in and, and, of course, also to join the reveal tomorrow. But I do see it uh, on your uh, Twitter account here, Fifi. It looks like you have it right at the top pinned up there uh, right. to set a reminder for Twitter spaces. Uh, yeah. Looks like you also have you have your own Discord. Is that your own personal Discord? What is that? Um, um, yeah, that's the Nifty Music Discord, and Fifi has her own channel. So every artist has yeah. their own VIP channel, basically, where if you hold the token, you can yeah, it's participate. To- it's token gated. Um, yeah. yeah, community. Uh, it's like once a collector, as uh, uh, my collectors can use their wallet to connect to the token gated place and also the secondary market is there too um in the in my bio right mm. yeah. so for people yeah. to to you know before the review they can still get uh, something from the floor price which is a uh, 0.016 yeah no, right I'm, now. I'm so excited for people to see these artworks they're all it's each NFT is unique, and we worked so hard on, yeah. on these. They look really realistic. Yeah. Some of them are just really yeah. cool. Yeah. Seven hundred and seventy-seven yeah. on this uh, single. Uh, the 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 song is called uh, "Other Side," and all of them are different. Yeah, so, this one, for yeah. example, has a magazine that actually yeah. that is a real article from a Web three magazine. So now you probably can't zoom in, but if you if you yeah. if you were to zoom in, you would actually read yeah. the article, and it's a. Uh, yeah, and this, so, this kind of little Easter eggs. We have yeah. quite a few of those. Some people wow. don't believe it's like, what? This is not a photo. <laughs> they thought this is a photo, like a staged, you know, like a yeah, photo. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. yeah I, you know, I'm, I'm actually just trying to zoom in. I think I probably have to do a little bit of uh, downloading <laughs> it and zooming it. But they look gorgeous. They absolutely look gorgeous from, from the limited ones that we've seen. Uh, of course, we encourage everyone that's listening to go check it out. They actually, you can o- go over to OpenSea right now. If you haven't gotten one, if you haven't received, because they are sold out, 777 were sold last Sunday. Uh, how quickly was that? Was that uh, three hours, four hours? So one how, hour how and a half. Uh, one and yeah. a half hours. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. With some spiking gas situation <laughs> that is not our fault, <laughs> you know. Yeah. During that time, the the gas was going crazy. Um, but we, yeah, we. If it, that wasn't the case, I we predicted that it would be sold out during the a pre-sale hour. Yeah, there was one hour of pre-sale. That's how floor drops work because we mm. we keep it really short because we usually we believe that yeah when the artist has enough support from from the community when they have at least 100 signups then we do a floor drop so yeah. theoretically the the people on the whitelist have a chance to mint the whole supply if they want mm-hmm. and then if they don't then of course after that after one hour it goes into public sale and then everyone can participate and there is no max mint so it's also a way for for people to support an artist maybe they want to say hey i want to own all of them and they can they can buy the whole supply and then they can be the the biggest whale of that particular single which is also could be a strategy for someone say i want to own all the Mm. all the pieces of this particular release because i really think it's a great song so we give that option and uh, we like it i think realistically if i was the whale 
Uh, tax and oil. <laughs> you, if you are the oil, you are the real oil. Um, observing the first and second drop and see how it went. And if it went really well, they say, oh, next time I'm going to get a whole yeah. supply, you know, because this was the first time. So everyone is taking a little bit of a risk and also yeah. wary about how this is going to go down. Uh, so that's why, uh, you know, it was distributed very beautifully, very evenly, mm. uh, you know, like, a, you know, maybe four or five packs that was like a, on the upper range and most people are getting just one pack of five mm -hmm. and uh, for me um 777 i have 250 signups yeah and there's 125 mm -hmm. holders or something yeah. like that so, so right it's, now it's a pretty good yeah, so it's 200 percent of demand and uh a, let's say you know uh, the supply is 100 percent. then the yeah. sign up the demand was uh just double that yeah so we make sure that this was uh in demand yeah yeah, no, and it certainly was. And, and I can tell you that for me, it went very smoothly. Um, and zero issues getting uh, getting right. what I wanted. And, uh, you know, we, we look forward to what uh, we look forward to not only tomorrow, but what you guys have to bring uh, in the future. So, Bronze, uh, any other anything from your end, any any additional questions or things you want to focus in on? Um, you know, we kind of started off on a, you know, sad note. Right. And man, uh, we're, we're finishing it off in a happy note. I, I am so excited for this. Um, you know, like when you guys are talking and, you know, I, I understand better uh, about the model and um, man, the, the, the model, like what you're saying about with, with Patreon, you know, there's, there's a limit. Right. And then now with, with the NFT, it's kind of like, it's, it's like uh, an iteration of that. And the sky's the limit because you can do yeah. so much with that, you know, with, with, the, with all the holders, you know, I was just thinking when you were talking, you like say, um, if you're, if I'm a holder, you know, I can get an exclusive, uh, concert in the metaverse, maybe, yeah. you know, I mean, cause I remember like my, my son was playing Fortnite and there was a concert, Travis Scott in, in, in the game. I mean, this is, mm -hmm. it was wild. So it's, yeah, it, the, the, the sky is the limit and, you know, you guys make a great team. I mean, you know, you guys are, are music enthusiasts, but you guys really got like the tech business model down and um <laughs> man it, it's yeah it, it's great that there was so much I'm, I'm forgetting things what to say uh, but <laughs> man so, but I, i'm i'm really excited and you you know like this is like you said uh it, it's we're really early you know i'm you know i'm mm. older and i i've you know i've seen the the beginning of the internet and with you know mm. the beginning and in, in how mp3s um evolved and I'm, I'm getting those flashbacks. Uh, I'm getting that feeling again. And um, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, um, yeah, you guys keep keep on doing it. And, you know, yeah, because, yeah, the, the sky's the limit, man. There's so much potential on how, how to utilize uh, the NFT music. Yeah, oh, absolutely. absolutely. No, yeah, I agree 100 percent. I feel like with there, there is so much potential for well, for for everything that you guys are doing uh, for the, the community and the industry overall. Uh, we definitely look forward to it. Got to check it out. Check out their uh, check out their Twitter spaces. Ron's if we could just pull that up one more time there. Uh, so uh, at Fifi Rung and at Nifty Sacks, uh, definitely check out their profiles uh, tomorrow. What is it now? 23, 22 hours, 50 minutes from now. Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that will be the reveal. Uh, we do have a giveaway here. It was based on anyone that had commented on the initial tweet that I had put out yesterday regarding this space. And it looks like Ace of Music NFT 
Uh, you have yeah. just one. In fact, we just uh, we've been communicating a little bit here during this podcast, so he, they are already aware. Uh, so, Ace, uh, we'll go ahead and get that information over to you. Basically, just need your wallet and uh, shoot it right over to you. But uh, um, excited for yeah. that. That's amazing no. because I know like he really wants this NFT, but where he is from his country, he's not able to get it. So I'm oh. so happy that he got this one. <laughs> I'm so happy. Like awesome, congrats! Water, but couldn't get it. So Manage. yeah, congrats, big congrats. Yeah, yeah I was gonna suggest sure. that I w- I can like match something. Like, oh, yeah. I minted. Uh, oh I no, 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 guys! <laughs> no, really, no. We you know we appreciate that for sure, but you know we kind of had that planned out. Uh, we I agree. Maybe we should have talked offline about it, but uh, happy to do it. Ace of music, definitely. Congratulations to you, uh, Nifty Sax, uh, Nifty Sax, and Fifi. Thank you for coming out today. We certainly appreciate it. Check out their reveal tomorrow. Check out their profiles. Great things to come. Again, thanks everyone also for tuning in, whether it's live or if you're listening to this today, tomorrow, the day after. All right, guys. Thank you so much. Take care now. Thank you for having us. Bye. Bye. See you tomorrow.